Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, viewing Jesus or Yeshua as a spiritual master. Not too long ago, I received an email from someone asking what Sant Mott has to say about Jesus. Institutional forms of Christianity have much to say about Jesus as a messiah, prophet, priest, and or king, but little to say about Jesus' role as a spiritual teacher or master. That's my focus today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. This saying really embodies the whole idea of Jesus as a spiritual teacher and a spiritual master. Come, that I might teach you about secrets no person has ever seen. For there exists a great and boundless realm whose extent no generation of angels has seen, in which there is a great invisible spirit which no eye of an angel has ever seen. No thought of the heart has ever comprehended and was never called by any name. That's from the Gospel of Judas, the saying of Jesus. A note about that last part, never called by any name. In various Gnostic Gospels, God is referred to as being beyond human language altogether, and all names which can be named. So quite often in various texts, the Most High God, or the Supreme Being, is called the Nameless One, the one that really can't be called by any particular name. Or, in other words, is Nameless, or the Nameless One. The Eastern term is Anami, the Nameless God. Blessed are those chosen and unified. The realm of the kingdom is theirs. For out of her you have come, and back to her you are returning. The saying of Jesus from the Gospel of Thomas, a text which will be a fairly major focus on today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. That's from my favorite translation of the Gospel of Thomas called The Gospel of Thomas, Wisdom of the Twin by Lynn Bauman, published by White Cloud Press. Viewing Jesus or Yeshua as a spiritual master in John 20, verse 16, is a verse from the Gospel of John describing the moment that Mary Magdalene realized that Jesus had returned from the dead. Mary had found Jesus' tomb empty and is worrying about what happened to his body. At first, she does not recognize Jesus when he appears, thinking he is a gardener. In John 20:16, she recognizes him only when he calls her by name. In the King James Version of this verse, it reads, Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned herself and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. In the English Standard Version, it reads, Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. So Rabboni or Rabbi can mean teacher, as well as it's translated as the word master. The Gospel of Thomas presents Jesus as a spiritual master, is a kind of Christ Upanishad, consisting of the wisdom of a sage, 
It is a collection of sayings, one after the other after the other. No one else is presenting the sayings. The sayings are not embedded in a standard gospel-like story. They stand alone as sayings of wisdom to be contemplated, to be pondered. The Gospel of Thomas begins with these words. These are the hidden sayings that the living Yeshua spoke and Yehuda Tama, the twin, recorded. And he said, whoever discovers what these sayings mean will not taste death. Yeshua said, seek and do not stop seeking until you find. When you find, you will be troubled. When you are troubled, you will marvel and rule over all. That's from the Coptic edition of the Gospel of Thomas. There is a Greek Oxyrhynchus translation of that same verse from another manuscript of the Gospel of Thomas, Greek Thomas, which adds another spiritual stage to that list. Seek and do not stop seeking until you find. After you find, you will be troubled. After you are troubled, you will be astonished, rule over the all, or cosmos, and enter into rest. I see those as various stages of spiritual progress. First there is seeking, and then there is finding. And after finding comes being troubled, or the need to change or adjust. After being troubled, there is the level of marvel and astonishment. Beyond that is ruling over the all and finally entering into spiritual rest. Those are, as I see it, stages of the spiritual journey. And that saying too, that saying too of the Gospel of Thomas, and it fits in so well with Syriac Christianity and other texts that describe those same Thomasonian, you know, steps as described here in the saying of Jesus, saying too of the Gospel of Thomas, seeking and finding, being troubled, entering into astonishment at the manifestation of the light, ruling over oneself, and entering into spiritual rest. Saying three of the Gospel of Thomas, Yeshua said, if your leaders say to you, look, the kingdom is in the sky, then the birds of the sky will precede you. If they say to you, it is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside you and is outside you. When you know yourselves, you will be known and you will understand that you are children of the living Father. But if you will not know yourselves, then you dwell in poverty and you are the poverty. Although there is no editorial or storyline in the Gospel of Thomas, I think we can discern from the compiler of the text a kind of sense of meaning by how the Gospel of Thomas begins, what sayings are chosen by someone uh, placed at the very beginning and how that defines the book is about 
a definition of where the kingdom of God is and what the, the overall message of Jesus as a spiritual master is, what it is that is the goal of these teachings. It pertains to finding a present tense kingdom of God, a present tense kingdom of the heavens. Initiation by a living master. Living teacher is initiating souls into the mysteries of the kingdom of the heavens, revealing the esoteric secrets of spiritual practice, are not new concepts in the Western world. Though often forgotten, these have been with us the entire time. This is from the Manual of Discipline from the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Master shall teach the saints to live according to the book of the community rule, that they may seek God with a whole heart and soul. This is from a Nag Hammadi text known as Dialogue of the Savior, a saying of Jesus. When I arrived, I opened a path and taught people about the way of passage for those who are chosen and solitary and have known the Father and have pursued truth. That's very much a description of initiation, that there is a passageway you need to learn about in order to get to this kingdom of God again. The following is from a spiritual classic called The Celestial Hierarchy of Dionysus, an early Syriac Christian classic. It is meant that those who purify should bestow upon others from their abundance of purity their own holiness. Those who illuminate as possessing more luminous intelligence, duly receiving and again shedding forth the light and joyously filled with holy brightness should impart their own overflowing light to those worthy of it. Finally, those who make perfect being skilled in the mystical participations should lead to that consummation. Those who are being perfected by the most holy initiation of the knowledge of holy things which they have contemplated. So even the word initiation itself is at home in the Western world. This is saying 17 of the Gospel of Thomas, very much describing the role of the living master and the initiation into the kingdom of the heavens. Yeshua said, What your own eyes cannot see, your human ears do not hear, your physical hands cannot feel, and what is inconceivable to the human mind, that I will give you. That's a great definition of initiation, what the living master does for his or her students. Saying 17, the Gospel of Thomas, Wisdom of the Twin, by Lynn Bauman, a great translation of the Gospel of Thomas published by White Cloud Press. The Ascension of the Soul, a key teaching of this original Jesus as presented in the Gospel of Thomas and other Gospels of early Christianity. 
Now therefore, while you are in the body, do not let matter rule over you. Arise, let us go away from this place. A great description of the ascension of the soul. A saying attributed to Jesus from the Coptic Gospel scholars call the Gospel of the Savior. In the Gnostic Gospels are many descriptions of souls ascending through various heavenly realms. This was part of their contemplative practice and an important goal of early Christianity. Rather than remaining under the control of the hand of fate, the archons, rulers, principalities, and other negative powers of mind and matter, by ascension, the Gnostic soul seeks to rule over the all. In other words, gain mastery over their own inner space, the microcosm of the macrocosm universe within. The following is from the book The Harmony of All Religions. The teachings of Jesus and his followers correspond closely with the practices of Santmat, the path of the masters. From the point of view of the teachings of the masters, through the inner meditation practices, Jesus entered the kingdom of God. It is believed by many that Peter, James, and John received esoteric teachings or instructions from Jesus. Some think this private instruction from the Master was about the practice of inner meditation. Satmat recognizes the great sages and saints of the different traditions who are accomplished in the spiritual goal of human life. Satmat respects the saints, prophets, and sages of all traditions. Buddha, Mahavira, Jesus Christ, Guru Nanak, Kabir, Rumi, Baha'u'llah, Mirabai, etc. Furthermore, Satmat believes in the uninterrupted continuation of the emergence of saints, masters or Sansat gurus on this earth. The following is from Kirpal Singh, his booklet, God Power, Christ Power, Master Power. Here is how we can find Christ already within us. First, enter the laboratory of the man-body, the human body, the true temple of God. Then rise above it until we leave all else behind and enter the kingdom of God. There are so many mansions in the house of our Father. The macrocosm is in the microcosm of the man-body and consists of physical, astral, causal, and supercausal planes. And beyond all these are the pure spiritual planes, the true home of our Heavenly Father. The first step thus starts when we rise above and are reborn above the iron curtain of the physical body. If anyone can rise above by himself, blessed is he. But if not, consider that even in outward occupations a person needs someone proficient and expert in that particular line. How much more is it necessary to have someone competent where the world's philosophies and outward faculties do not work? Do you not need someone to help you there? You will decide this for yourselves. 
In the true terminology of the saints or masters, a blind man is defined not as someone who has no eyes in his head, but as one whose inner eye is closed. Those who do not see the light of God are all, excuse me, blind. When they come to a master and he gives them a sitting, the inner eye is open and they see the light of God. When they return, they are men with the inner eye opened. Similarly, before going to a master, a man is deaf. When the master gives him a sitting, he begins to hear the music of the spheres, and he becomes aware. That's from Kirpal Singh's booklet, God Power, Christ Power, Master Power. These teachings seem out of the mainstream, not the focus of institutional religions, but something that the path of the masters cares about. These gospels that I've quoted that you haven't heard of before, Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Judas, Gospel of the Savior, and Dialogue of the Savior, were once read during the early centuries AD, but disappeared. As Swamiji Maharaj of Agra once said, the God of time or illusion has put a cover over the teachings of saints and thus concealed them from humanity. Things disappear. The world has different priorities. And institutional religions have different priorities and politics as well. A good illustration of that is the story or saga of the Gospel of Thomas discovery itself. We do know now what the answer would be to the following question. How would the Gospel of Jesus, how would a collection of the sayings of Jesus, a book, an ancient text containing sayings of Jesus, be greeted by institutional religion? Would there be a lot of excitement and curiosity to read this other gospel about Jesus, a collection of his sayings? No. For the most part, this book would be greeted with hostility, suspicion, be treated as a conspiracy theory, and outright rejected. Meanwhile, some other best-selling author would get the red carpet treatment and would get millions of dollars for his or her book. But a collection of the sayings of Jesus? Not so much. Not necessarily. Rather, it's greeted with suspicion and hostility, rejection, or simply lack of interest. A lot of people still are not aware of the Gospel of Thomas. It's something that, that I've been focused on for a long time. But, yeah, probably a lot of people still haven't even heard of it. The Gospel of Thomas, a collection of the sayings of Jesus. A kind of cousin related to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the collection of sayings that they once used when they were attributing quotes to Jesus when they wrote their Gospels. And others wrote their Gospels. As Luke says in the beginning of his Gospel, many have undertaken to write an account of these things. So we do know that during the early centuries A.D., there are many gospel texts. On today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, my focus is to explore the forgotten spirituality. 
the forgotten understanding of Jesus as a spiritual master. And we'll delve into those teachings. Also, after the break, I will share with you a list of Sant Mat books on mystic Christianity. There's a lot of them. There are many John Davidson books. There's a book by Russell Perkins. There's books on Kabbalah and Judaism from a Sant Mat perspective. There's a bunch of books. There is a book called The Gnostic Mystery. Many publications, many Sant Mat publications, viewing Christianity as a spiritual path very much in harmony with contemporary Sant Mat. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after this break. Jesus as spiritual master, Jesus or Yeshua as a spiritual teacher, and what those teachings may consist of today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. The Gospel of Thomas presents a present tense kingdom of God available right now to those who are still alive. In other words, heaven's not just for dead people. There is presented the view that heaven is a real state of consciousness that exists right now. And so the mystical approach is very much in harmony with science, which says, let's have a look. It's not just simply a matter of having a teaching, a, a belief, a theology in an afterlife that good things will happen someday in the by and by, in the future or at the end of time. The mystic lover of the beloved says, I want to see. I want my eyes to see right now. Let's have a look. So in that sense, mysticism and science are closer together. While we are in the body, we can see. Earlier I shared a saying of Jesus from a book called The Gospel of the Savior. A Coptic Gnostic text found in Egypt. Now therefore, while you are in the body, do not let matter rule over you. Arise, let us go away from this place. John the Revelator in the book of Revelation had an out-of-body experience and saw glimpses of the heavens while still in the body. There is a text known as the Ascension of Isaiah, which reminds me of some near-death experience book. Isaiah was caught up to various heavens, was given an escort through various different regions, and was told he had more work to do and was sent back into his body. The books of Enoch present Enoch as exploring the heavens, catching visions of the heavens while still alive, while in the body. The kingdom of God is presented in the mystic path as a present tense kingdom of God, not just a future tense kingdom of God, inaccessible to us. Not only the Nag Hammadi or Gnostic Gospels have this present tense kingdom of God, but the Gospel of Thomas 
And Christian mystics in most every generation have that same approach. For instance, there is a great collection of Aramaic texts by all of these wonderful saints and mystics who lived around Mesopotamia, Syria, the Persian Gulf, northern Iraq. Between the 4th and 8th centuries AD, a book called The Syriac Fathers on Prayer and the Spiritual Life, translated from Syriac Aramaic into English by Professor Sebastian Brock of Oxford University. Those mystics had a present tense kingdom of God. Praise to you, for you are the light, and in you our souls have illumination. You illumine all with knowledge of yourself. Draw back the veil of falsehood from our souls so that we may see your light clearly. For our minds are not totally dark owing to love of you. Excerpted from a prayer of John of Apamia in the Syriac Fathers. May I draw near to you and you alone be seen by me. May I not perceive anything else that is next to me but may I walk in the house of prayer as though in heaven, and may I receive you who live in the highest heaven. May my body be purified by you of every image and form here on earth, and may my thoughts be cleansed by you, and may my limbs be sanctified by you. May my understanding shine out, and may my mind be illumined by you. May my person become a holy temple for you. May I be aware in my whole being of your majesty. May I become a womb for you in secret. Then do you come and dwell in me by night, and I will receive you openly, taking delight spiritually in the holy of holies of my thoughts. A prayer of Joseph the visionary. Create in me a pure heart so that your holy power may reside within me, so that through the power of your spirit May I, in a spiritual fashion, inhale your salvation. Fashion in me, Lord, eyes within my eyes, so that with new eyes I may contemplate your heavenly sacrifice. Joseph the Visionary Create eyes in me, and so may I see with your eyes, for I cannot see with my own eyes. May my mind travel inwards towards the hiddenness of your sacrifice, just as you have traveled out in the open and been co-joined to your mysteries. May every bodily image be wiped away from my mind's eye, and may you alone be depicted before the eye of my mind. And now, when your spirit descends from heaven upon your mysteries, may I ascend in spirit from earth to heaven. A prayer of Joseph the Visionary. All praise to you. What wonders has your love effected? When someone is still alive, he has left this world. Though his bodily condition remains with the world's bodily condition, Yet his spirit has been raised up towards you, so that for a period of time he is where he knows not, being totally raptured and drawn towards you. All praise to you who bend down in all sorts of different manners while remaining exactly as you are. 
You are seen by everyone so far as they are able to see you. Grant us, Lord, to cling to you, not in our outward beings, but in our hidden selves, and may we follow you until we behold your face. For in this world, Lord, a person continues to follow after you as he becomes perfected, but in the new world you will manifest your very face to him. Then he will no longer be traveling after you, but will be with you in the kingdom. A prayer of John of Apamia found in the Syriac Fathers on Prayer and the Spiritual Life, all about this present tense experience of the divine. A present tense experience of the Supreme Being, catching a glimpse of the heavens, catching a glimpse of divine light, or as it says in that same collection known as the Syriac Fathers, we are astonished when the light appears and prayer is no longer prayer when the master enters the house. After the break, we'll continue exploring these ancient texts and I'll share with you my book list of Sant Mott books on Christianity. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. consciousness is where the spiritual path begins, where the mystic journey starts. Only then has something finally occurred. Before this point, all is just talk. All is just theory, theology, faith, belief. Belief about stuff, belief about things, thoughts about things. When we reach the third eye center, when we rise above body consciousness, this is the beginning of the journey. Many know that meditation is taught in the East, but it's also part of the Western mystic tradition as well. It says in the Book of Enoch, I will speak to you when you are alone. Be still and know I am God. Almost the same thing can be found in the Book of Psalms. Psalm 46, verse 10, Meditation in the Hebrew Scriptures. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Be still. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I am God. This passage from the Acts of Peter provides a great description of meditation practice. This is the same text where everyone gets that story about the Apostle Peter choosing to be crucified upside down, just to be different from how Jesus was crucified, just to have a different crucifixion. 
to make a distinction between his own crucifixion and that of Jesus. The same book that tells that story, which is actually fairly widely known and often repeated, that same book also says this, Give ear, withdraw your souls from all that appears but is not truly real. Close these eyes of yours, close your ears, withdraw from actions that are outwardly seen, and you will know the reality of Christ and the whole secret of your salvation. Acts of Peter. It sounds more like you'd think it would be from A Course in Miracles, right? But this is that same book that talks about the Apostle Peter choosing to be crucified differently than his spiritual master, to be crucified upside down. The Acts of Peter. A great description of meditation practice in a Western sacred text. Give ear, withdraw your souls from all that appears but is not truly real. Close these eyes of yours, close your ears, withdraw from actions that are outwardly seen, and you shall know the reality of Christ and the whole secret of your salvation. Descend into your heart, and in it you will find the ladder which leads to the kingdom of God. A saying by Saint Isaac the Syrian, also known as Saint Isaac of Nineveh. Within the innermost recesses, all spirituality is one, and it has never undergone any division. Our spirituality, or soul, is an emanation from the Supreme Being. Within the innermost recesses, it is one with God. Discourses of Babuji Maharaj, Volume 3, published in Agra. By seeking the path within, one will go beyond the sensory realm and will attain the state of oneness. A saying of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. When the mind becomes calm, then the truth is revealed. A saying of Kabir. If you love truth, be a lover of silence. Silence, like the sunlight, will illuminate you in God. Saint Isaac the Syrian. This is a great saying by Abraham of Nathpar, one of those Syriac fathers from the Aramaic, translated into English. There is a silence of the tongue. There is a silence of the whole body. There is a silence of the soul. There is a silence of the mind. And there is a silence of the spirit. This is from Kabir. Go deeper past thoughts into silence, past silence into stillness, past stillness into the heart. Let love consume all that is left of you. The single or third eye center. Yogananda once said, 
Between the eyebrows is the door to heaven. The saying of Jesus preserved in Matthew 6.22, If your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. And a very similar saying found in the Gospel of Thomas, saying 61, For this reason I say, if one is whole, one will be filled with light. But if one is divided, one will be filled with darkness. Becoming a single one, a spiritually whole person united with God, was the goal of the Thomas tradition of the Syriac mystics. When you make the two into one, then you will enter the kingdom, from saying 22 of the Gospel of Thomas. The spirit, mind, and body of the devotee all become united in God. Its new way of being is called singleness. The word for single one or singleness in the Syriac Aramaic language is ahudeya and is used to describe souls that enter into mystical oneness. The Ahudeya became the name of a group in Syrian Christianity, the single ones. It both meant hermits, but at the same time it also described something of their experience. In other words, to become truly a single one, it's not a matter of putting on a robe and joining an order saying we are of the order of the single ones or the Ahudeya. It's not a matter of appearances, but state of consciousness. It's a matter of becoming a single one in your spiritual practice. And that's the difference. Therein lies the difference, as they say. After the break, more about the singleness of vision, the single eye and the path within, plus my list of Sant Mott books on mystic Christianity. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening coming up. or Yeshua as a spiritual master today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Some clues, some glimpses into the initiation, into the spiritual practice of early Christianity from the texts that have survived the centuries. If thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. A saying attributed to Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. And from the Gospel of Thomas, there is light within a person of light, and it illuminates the entire cosmos. From Valentinus of Alexandria, when the Father, who alone is good, visits the heart, he makes it holy and fills it with light. And so a person who has such a heart is called blessed, for that person will see God. That last part is a kind of paraphrase of a saying of Jesus, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Saint Isaac the Syrian once said, Faith in Christ is living noetic light. The light of Jesus is noetic or spiritual light, and blessed is the soul who is accounted worthy to see it. 
Man's soul shall become, when it leaveth the body, a great flood of light, so as to traverse all the regions, until it cometh into the kingdom of mystery. Seek all of you after the light, so that the power of your soul that is within you may find life. Do not cease seeking day or night until you find the mysteries of the kingdom of light, which will purify you, transform you into pure light, and guide you into the kingdom of the light. A saying attributed to the resurrected Christ found in the Gospel of Faith Wisdom, or Pistis Sophia. Blessed are those who have approached the divine light, who have entered it and have been absorbed by it, mingling in its brightness. A passage from St. Simeon, the new theologian of Eastern Orthodox mysticism. He was known as a light mystic. He was into visions of divine light. A saying attributed to Jesus in one of the books of James found in Nag Hammadi. Understand what the great light is. Ascension. Now I shall ascend to the place from which I have come. Be attentive to the glory that awaits me, and when you have opened your hearts, listen to the hymns that await me up in heaven. Today I must take my place at the right hand of my Father. I have spoken my last word to you. I shall depart from you, for a chariot of spirit has carried me up, and from now on I shall strip, that I may be clothed. Pay attention. Blessings on those who have proclaimed the Son before he came down, so that when I did come, I might ascend. When he had said this, he left. We knelt down, Peter and I, and gave thanks, and sent our hearts up to heaven. We heard with our ears and saw with our eyes the noise of wars, a trumpet sound, and great turmoil. When we passed beyond that place, we sent our minds further up. We saw with our eyes and heard with our ears hymns, angelic praises, and angelic rejoicing. Heavenly majesties were singing hymns, and we rejoiced too. Again, after this, we wished to send our spirits up to the majesty. A bit of an ascension, an ascension account found in one of the books of James the Just, found in the Nag Hammadi Library. A hymn of James the Just in ode, or in praise to his spiritual master. For you descended into a great ignorance, but you have not been defiled by anything in it. For you descended into a great mindlessness, and your recollection remained. You walked in mud, and your garments were not soiled, and you have not been buried in their filth. You have not been caught. You have come with knowledge that you might rebuke their forgetfulness. You have come with recollection, with remembrance, that you might rebuke their ignorance. A hymn composed by James the Just in praise of his spiritual master, Yeshua. For information on books 
Sant-Mot books about mystic Christianity, listen for my email address and text message number. There are some great books that you can learn about. The Gnostic Mystery, A Connection Between Ancient and Modern Mysticism by Andrea Diem Lane. The Mystic Heart of Judaism by Miriam Caravella. Also by her is another book, kind of sequel, called The Holy Name, presenting a mosaic of mystical elements that are common to both Judaism and Sant Mat teachings. Quotations are brought from Jewish sources such as the Bible, Zohar, other Kabbalistic works, Hasidic literature, and contemporary Jewish writings, as well as from Christian mystics. Yes, there are such there are such people as Christian mystics. Uh, and writings of spiritual masters from India, Persia, and Arabia. The Gospel of Jesus in Search of His Original Teachings by John Davidson, a 1,000-page book all about the meditation practice, the ascension mysticism, the vegetarian diet, belief in reincarnation, the belief in initiation, living masters, and lineages of teachers, all to be found in this 1,000-page book, featuring quotes from Dead Sea Scrolls, Nag Hammadi Library, Peace to Sophia, Mandaean, Manichaean texts. It's very vast and comprehensive. The Gospel of Jesus in search of his original teachings. Also by John Davidson are several other books. The Prodigal Soul, formerly known as The Robe of Glory, The Odes of Solomon, The Divine Romance, The Song of Songs. Also he has two sets of encyclopedias of mystic terms. A Treasury of Mystic Terms 1, a six-volume set, A Treasury of Mystic Terms Volume 2, or Part 2, actually, consisting of four volumes, by other authors, courtesy of scienceofthesoul.org, Adventure of Faith, as well as the book Yoga and the Bible. Kirpal Singh has a booklet called God Power, Christ Power, Master Power. And another book I should tell you about is The Stranger of Galilee by Russell Perkins, all about Christianity, Sant Mott, and the mystic path, the universal teachings. By the way, Russell Perkins was one of the first people in Sant Mott to use the Gospel of Thomas in Satsang, giving many different uh, several weeks in a row of satsang talks based on the Gospel of Thomas at St. Bonnie Ashram of Franklin, New Hampshire. And Russell Perkins has also written about the Nag Hammadi Library, the Gnostic Gospels. Once again, his book is called The Stranger of Galilee. I have charts of the Gnostic heavens, Gnostic charts of the inner regions, to get links to all of these books and those Gnostic charts, send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or send a text message to this number, 508-603-9381. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. At the website, you'll find links to podcasts available on demand. I have a PayPal donate button at my website to help support this program's continued existence. I have links to blogs, newsletters, 
daily spiritual quotes via social media sites like Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. This and lots more at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Tune in again next week at the same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.